So your arrow, I think. Your your arrow blow <laughs> straight through my straining broken heart. No, that's not it. Welcome. Well, this is kind of our Valentine's show because we don't have uh, a show that falls on Valentine's Day. We thought this was good enough because it's a good enough day to do a Valentine's overview, what we think of it, hmm. how it's possible that this still continues. Um, I love when sing single women tell me, but the real holiday is February the 15th. It's chocolate on sale day. <laughs> <laughs> I think, what is it? On, it started on Parks and Recreation, but Amy Poehler invented Galentine's Day, and it was for female friends. And I, I don't know what day it is exactly, if it's the day before or day after, but I always No, it's that on was... the day. Oh, it is, it is. I love that. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> it's so on the go. day. It's on the day. Uh, Adam, do you fellas have like a Palentine's Day? Uh, <laughs> no, not not really. No. <laughs> Gee whiz. That's cynical. You should get one. Well, you guys, today we're starting Palantines for all you fellas gaming in your basements. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you guys can do something virtually. Maybe you can, maybe the gaming people need to make Valentine's looking characters for the, I think they for do. the Palantines in the basement. I like that. I wonder if there's any things in those games, any worlds where you're battling your mother-in-laws. I wonder what they do for those guys. <laughs> <laughs> you can pick like a uh an, an avatar that looks like you know your mother-in-law and you battle her while you're sitting in her basement that's a good idea actually hey listen i'm so full of chalk full of great ideas listen do you guys believe in soulmates caitlin go i didn't and i don't want to oh. say that i necessarily do pregnancy but is making you it softened my cold, it dead heart. your cold, dead heart. <laughs> no, but here's, okay, this is a true story. My husband and I both, uh, we, before we got together, we both decided we were going to attend a concert at Massey Hall. We had not been hanging out. We didn't know each other, nothing. This concert was by a very, very niche uh, Icelandic band called Sigur Ross. I know, I love Sigur Ross. Yeah, love Sigur Ross. Okay, so- we both couldn't find anyone to go with us in our own separate lives. We couldn't find anyone to go. Pearl Jam were in town that night. And both my husband and I had seen them already a bunch of times in concert. We'd never seen Sigur Ross. They were going to play at Massey Hall here in Toronto, which is a fantastic venue. So both my husband and I went to go see Sigur Ross at Massey Hall alone. And we sat one section apart from each other at the same show by ourselves before we ever even met. Wow. Oh. So I'm like, I don't know if that's soulmates or just we're the exact same person, but we, that's weird to me. That that's cool. is, but it's weird and wonderful. Yeah, it is. It's nice. It's weird and wonderful and whimsical. And now you're making a soul baby. I know. A tiny <laughs> little Icelandic themed baby. <laughs> <laughs> what is the shape of your child this week? Uh, from your app, last week you were a spaghetti squash. This week, I'm a bag of, and I sent you guys, remember I sent you guys a screenshot? Yes. There's a bag of bugles. I was like, bag come on. of bugles. Why'd they pick bugles too? Couldn't they just pick like cheap? Like a family size bag? Yeah. or a, No, not a family size, like a regs bag, but not a okay. personal bag. Like not the single bag. It's still like, you know, but it's not the giant one. 
I'll tell you what, there's nothing like a nuts and bolts mix with bugles. And I learned that this year. (laughs) You love nuts and bolts mixes so much. I do. I just do love them. Um, So statistically, I mean, I don't know who does these surveys, but they're basically saying that more women than men believe in soulmates. Adam, do you believe in soulmates? I do. Okay, tell me why. Aw. No, I really do. I think I do believe, and I believe that you can have more than one soulmate. Is that, Ooh. Well, is that fair to say? A, you're like a Mormon soulmate believer. <laughs> I believe that you can have more than one. <laughs> but I, I do believe that there are uh, deep connections that you can have with people that are just unexplained. So that's my take yeah. on it. Well, I think we all know that when the rose-colored glasses phase of a relationship wears off, so they're really hot and heavy. I'm going to say, what does it last, you guys, a year? Does it yeah. last a year? I, I think it might last a year um, or maybe a year and a half. How, how long does the hot and heavy phase last, Caitlin? Like a year? That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after that, after that whole sexual, like you can't eat, you can't sleep, you're very, you know, you're very focused. I mean, maybe that isn't it for some people. Maybe falling in love has nothing to do with physical attraction. It's more of a cerebral thing. And maybe you don't even sleep together for two years. I mean, I've heard of people being like, oh, I was in love with him for two years. And then we finally slept together and it was terrible. So we just realized that I <laughs> oh wasn't in love with him, but I just really like, I mean, there's, there's so many different stories, yeah. right? But I would say after that phase, whatever it is in general, then you have to start dealing with the reality of who that person is, because I think falling in love is a lot. Oh, Jan. I know. Happy I'm Valentine's, no, everyone. I, I, I write, I write a lot of, I write a lot of, Sometimes it is though, because I think when you're younger, when we're older, we make better decisions with people because we're a little bit more cautious. I'm not saying leery. I'm not even, even, I'm not going to use that word. We go into it with one hand still wrapped around ourselves and our own, um, what's important to us. Like I, I felt like when I was younger, I just folded into whoever I was madly infatuated with. And I kind of gave up myself and, and maybe that's you. But then you have to deal with the actual person. And so when I say that love is a lie, and, and, and I'm not the first one, love is blind, you know, you, all these things that are these cliches can be true. Like, didn't you realize that your partner was a serial murderer? <laughs> uh, no. I mean, you hear all these stories of these, someone you sleep beside forever and- It happens. You know, they're out. I know, I don't know why I'm getting on this trail, but I'm just saying it's not- Love is not an accurate assessment of who a person is because you abandon all reason. I agree. Come on. Agree with me on that. Yeah, I think so too. I've had like such a variety pack of like everyone has, as you were saying, of experiences. And I really did feel like when I got together with my like now husband, I really did feel like I was like, oh, this is different. Because, and that's the only thing, like it's not to say that it's necessarily a soulmate or but I was just like, oh, like this is how it should have been going for me before. Because I think I also felt like when we started together, I realized <laughs> I feel bad. I hope no one I ever dated before is ever listening to this. I felt like I didn't really care about the people that I dated before, actually, like in the same real way. Like we had feelings for each other, whatever, but it wasn't the same like level. 
And I was like, it just, yeah, it was some, it was something different. It made me feel as. Was it like, yeah, it's like being at a party where you're talking to someone and they're looking over your shoulder, <laughs> looking for somebody else cooler and better looking to talk to. <laughs> like, I hate yeah. that. Uh, like soirees, um, you know, get togethers, parties, th- those uh-huh. kinds of events, industry events. I'm just like, I just dread them. Cause I'm like, Oh, am, am I going to get the person looking over my shoulder for somebody like more better I don't, than me? I know that's good. Good. English, more, better. more better. I don't miss those things either. And that, I mean, I don't think that I knew all the time when I was in my past relationships that I probably had like a grass is greener syndrome. Maybe I, I don't even think I knew what I wanted. I just, I don't know. I felt like I had to be in relationships. And I, so I was as a result in a lot of past relationships before I met my husband and they like, they were just so not the one, not the one. They just were so not right for me. Well, it's like going to school. People always worry about what am I going to take in university? What am I going to focus in on? And my dad used to say, well, you're going to find out what you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Total, it's exactly dating. It's, and that is dating. And that's why it's important to kind of get out there. Get yourself out there. And, you know, play the field, as they say. And, you know, whatever that means. And I'm actually kind of glad to see younger people say what you will about these apps. But I had a friend of mine who shall name, name, remain nameless, went on a hundred and about 50 coffee dates. And she, the stories, I'm like, you need to write a book about yes. how these dates go. She said, this one guy, they went and met for coffee someplace and he excused himself to go to the bathroom and he, he went out the back door of the coffee place and she <gasps> sat there for like 20 minutes what? before she realized oh. yeah Oi. and she and she said that that was not abnormal she said she didn't know one single girlfriend that was doing the apps i don't even know what app it is it doesn't matter they're all the same um <laughs> unless it's christian mingle which is my favorite um <laughs> no it's not <laughs> 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 but I mean, to sit there, I would be so mortified. But she said she was so like intrepid. She's like, oh, God, that didn't bother me. I'm just like, I don't know. It gave me ideas of what I would do the next time if I was, you know, in a coffee day where I didn't want to be there. But he yes. went out the back door. But That's 150 that. coffee dates. And she actually did finally meet somebody that she dated for a couple of years and then mm-hmm. found out that he had been having an affair for six months. So, Oh my gosh. But you know what? Still, she said, I'm glad because it wasn't the right person. Yeah, exactly. So you, do, you, you have to kiss oh. a lot of frogs. Adam I, is just like so. guffawing over there. Oh. He's like, oh God, men. Men are, men are pigs. We're the, we're the worst. <laughs> I think women are just as bad. I am not going to pile on that. I think women in dating. I, I think there's a lot of horror stories about women as well. So mm-hmm. anyway, we're going to come back. This is our va- ode to Valentine's day. Call it what you will. It's not really, we're more on the naysayer negative side of this holiday, but we still will accept an endorsement from Lynn chocolates. If <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you're listening to the Jan Arden show. We'll be right back. Ho, if you're a gardener, it's a hoe. <laughs> and let my garden grow. We're just going to make it. up new. Um, we're kind of talking about Valentine's today. I'm here with Caitlin Green, Adam Karsh. Adam asks his wife every year, are we doing something for Valentine's Day? And what's her <laughs> reply, Adam? 
ew, no, why would we? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, do, I just don't like it. And who came up with the shape of a heart? Have you no, ever seen an actual heart? A heart like is that. no more in the shape of a heart. I would love to know what the folkloric um, background is to the shape of a heart emoji because yeah. it has nothing to do with anything. No. How did this happen? How did this come I, to be? And how have we allowed it for so long? <laughs> of this show. It's true. Welcome to the cynics. I'm Jan. Yeah. This is Caitlin. This is Adam. <laughs> we know you're not really listening to us. You're, you're multitasking. <laughs> I've never loved Valentine's day. I've, I've never been that into it. Even when I was like, high school like first boyfriend you know crazy about each other but still just it always felt really forced and I hate some doing something for the sake of doing it and the cards were annoying and then when you get later in life and you're out for dinner you go to the restaurant and it's all these pr- fixed price menus and the meals and are couples pr- couples and everywhere. all these couples so you're gauging the success of your relationship on the hand-holding, the demonstrative uh, public of, uh, displays of affection. I'm with you. Like you're looking at the person you're with going, should I be ramming my tongue down <laughs> this person's neck that's across from me? Like, or uh, why are I, we splitting the bill and we yeah, came in separate cars? And I know. I hate everything forced. So this is the ultimate forced holiday. And so I just don't, I never get into it. The sad guy comes around with the roses in the restaurant. I just want to end it all. That's, that's anytime. I remember that from the bars. And if you got, if you just had the right amount of alcohol, you'd say, Hey, you'd have some knucklehead buying you. Like, here you go. Hope this, hope we have sex because of this flower later. (laughs) Do you know some guy (laughs) bought me the whole friggin' bucket when I was in university in Halifax at a bar and he came over and gave me the whole bucket of roses. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? Just carry it around the bar now. This bucket, this green nice plastic gesture. bucket of roses, poorly me, thought out, logistical Katie, nightmare. No, and it's like a scarlet letter. <laughs> carry that around easy. Bucket you, of roses. You, you guys might be a little young for this. Do you remember the cards that you got? I remember second, third, fourth grade that you'd have these little flimsy valentines that you gave to your classmates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. And it was not the greatest system because there were some kids that didn't get anything. But now teachers, teachers are much more on the get down and they make sure that the kids even get the same amount that you have to, you, you make one out to each child in the class. Whereas before it was voluntary. You had your little pile of cards. And I remember this kid named Carson that just, I think, the teacher gave him one and that was it. <gasps> no. Oh, it oh my yeah. God. And further to that, he was in a wheelchair. Oh, no, yeah. Jan. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. I think my about heart. him a lot. That's, That's awful. That sticks with you, that stuff. Yeah. He wasn't always in the class. Um, he had a severe disability. I believe it was cerebral palsy. <gasps> and he was in, um, he was there maybe a couple of times a week. Oh my God. I'm going to cry. I feel terrible about this. Welcome to the Valentine show. <laughs> and also, and also, what if you didn't get a, a a card from your crush? Like, what if you wrote a little note for them and gave it to them, and you, then you didn't get one back? Oh, you welcome to life, Adam. I know, I know. <laughs> okay, so I was from the era where everyone got a card, and if you came to class that day, 
And I went to school in downtown Toronto. So we're talking 35 cards some, some years. You had to give out a card to every single person in the class. And so then what you had to do was decode the messages on the cards. So if someone really what? liked you, well, because yeah, because now it was like, since everyone had to get one, you were already going to get 35 cards, right? But right. if somebody liked you, they would choose to put stickers on it or they would say love instead of from or they would say oh. like there were nuances to the cards like you'd get some people would give you like last year's leftover valentine's cards you were like the ninja turtles came out last year but if they really liked you they'd give you like this year's aladdin card and there oh. were all these codes to valentine's and you'd sit at lunch and go over all of your valentine's hall to try to figure out who liked who based on what they wrote on the cards it was this whole thing I think when they invented swipe right, it just simplified. It simplified everything. So much easier than trying I to. I kind of remember that now, Caitlin. I kind of remember yeah. that now. But I was so. I mean, third, fourth grade, disinterested. Fifth, sixth grade, disinterested. I remember that Greg K. If you're out there, um, <laughs> Greg lived across the field from me. I remember kissing Greg for a piece of double bubble. So mm. I knew the games that I was going to have to play growing up. <laughs> I thought, if you want me to kiss you, you're going to have to give me double. Well, he gave me double bubble. It seemed like a good exchange. And That's it was like, double bubble was huge then. It was like three times the size it is now. It was so soft and chewy. The flavor lasted at least two minutes instead of like 10 seconds. So Greg K, thank you for starting me down the road of dating exchanges. It, you know, as I grew up, it became you know, a steak sandwich and a glass of wine. <laughs> the stakes got the stakes got higher, but you know, the result was the same. Did did he propose this? Like this was his he said, idea? Yeah, he said, "I'll give you a piece of gum if you'll kiss me." That's oh all it my. takes. And I said, "Sure." <laughs> and uh, I see him on Facebook once in a while. He was a firefighter for years. He's he's his friends are going to probably get a hold of him now. Um, he was a nice boy. He was a nice guy. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. He, he, I think he retired recently, but he was a firefighter his whole life. If that tells you anything about him. Do you remember the kiss? Well, at all? Um, I, I believe we were in hay bales. Oh, I believe there was too. hay bales involved or some kind of a fort. Huh? Um, yeah, I have really good childhood memories, but you know, Valentine's we're going to stick, we're going to stick to the task here, but I just, I think it's more difficult. It's more of an exclusionary celebratory holiday than people really think there are yeah. so, especially now with COVID, there are so many people living alone. There's so many people that look at that holiday with, with such a, a huge amount of sorrow, mm -hmm. people that are divorced, people that have been left. It, I yeah. I don't think it's a good idea. I think we need to celebrate each other every single day, like you said, Caitlin. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I like I like everyday romantic stuff, you know, and that's yeah. the stuff that that's the stuff that counts. Like, I'm tired. I've had a crappy day, and then the you know your partner does the grocery shopping and makes dinner. Like that's Valentine's to me. Yep. And we'll be back to talk about more uplifting, but yet not uplifting stories <laughs> of the day of love. This is the Jan Arden Show. But I can't help falling in love with you. Welcome back. This is a somber occasion. We're celebrating Valentine's Day. This is the Jan Arden Show. 
we're here with Caitlin and Adam. We always chat, like whenever we go to break, we're always just, we just like chat so much. And I've said this many times that we need a show behind the scenes of the show. Right. Um, <laughs> I, Adam was saying that, you know, he would love to like cook for somebody on Valentine's Day instead of giving them the obligatory bouquet of flowers. But I mean, yeah. then you think of the poor florists. It's one of their biggest days of the year. I know. They can't always rely on people dying. <laughs> or Mother's Day. Able to do, or Mother's Day. Yeah, but but day. Valentine's, is it's the biggest thing for them to make money. So all these holidays, at the end of the day, are monetary. Imagine what the 4th of July does. Imagine oh the amount of money that surrounds the food, the drink, the uh, everything. Fireworks Barbecue, alone. Fire, yes, the oh, yeah. fireworks. Um, even buying stuff, lawn chairs and lawn darts. and It's got to be hundreds of millions of dollars every 4th of oh, July. Yeah. Canada Day, I don't – I think if people spend a toonie getting <laughs> a tiny flag that – you know, I don't find Canadians all that patriotic and I'm, I'm relieved in a way because patriotism to me seems like uh, an American word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, and then look at Christmas, which is a full month, a whole month of just. Yeah. And they're trying to make stuff. it six weeks now. They're I know. Trying to, I know. Like, I saw that. It. Oh, I saw oh, yeah. that. My tree's still up. I, I mean, I have to come clean here. It's the middle of February and my tree's up, but you guys knew that I said when I'm vaccinated, my tree will come down. Yep. But That's if your... it's too close to Christmas of next year, then the tree's staying up for the whole Just leave year. it up. And my just battery just died on my remote control. So I went to turn the lights on this morning and the battery's <gasps> dead. Oh, yeah. oh no. Yeah. I, you, everyone's got to keep in mind. I've had this tree up since after remembrance day in November. So, no, 11, wait, hold on. It's like three full months of a tree. <laughs> it's four months. Oh, my gosh. Summer, summer, January. Right, it's February. It's February. Yeah, you're right, you're right. It's four I've months. I've had it up for a quarter of a year. I get up <laughs> and I'm like, good morning, Christmas tree. Let's go feed the deer. Uh, it, it's sad. But, I mean, these are strange times. Yeah, I'm going to so celebrate my sell. I celebrate myself Valentine's day. Like I I'm in, I'm totally into cooking something really great for myself. And I've been cooking great things for myself every day. Mm-hmm. Like I'll tell you, I can count on my one hand, the times that I have, like, I think I'll just make mac and cheese out of a box. I think I'll yeah. just have a grilled cheese normally. Like yeah. every single day I've made something really good for myself. So I'm going to do that for Valentine's day. What are you guys going to actually do? Like, I know you're going to do something, Caitlin, and if, you're, if your husband doesn't do something, then I bet you're disappointed. Well, he probably won't do much. Like, we would maybe make the effort to get a card. I'll say that. Okay. And then... Um, big business. Big, big yeah. business. Those, those cards are like seven bucks sometimes now, and it's ridiculous. Anyways. Um, and then maybe like a baked good of some sort. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. that. Like, we definitely won't be going out. If anything, he might make... Uh, like something special. He made me a delicious chocolate cake for my birthday this year, which I really, really loved. So that would be fun. And then we'd probably order some excellent takeout, maybe from somewhere special because we can't mm, dine in at a restaurant. That sounds fun. Yeah, I would do that. I just want to hang out. I just want to relax. It's actually a long weekend here in Ontario. It's a family day long weekend. Right. Why don't we have that? Do we not have that here in Alberta? Do you have that? I don't know. I don't know. 
We don't even One. know what our actual <laughs> things are. So is it Monday is the long weekend? Yeah. So Monday, the Feb- Monday, February 15th, is, we have it off. So all these people who want to have uh, too many bottles of something on Valentine's Day don't have to go to work on Monday. Well, just so you know, on the news this morning, very alarming thing. People are drinking too much. They're drinking oh, too much. Surpri- that doesn't surprise me at all. So word of caution. I know it's so easy to fall into that. And I'm just saying this because we love our listeners. We love you guys. Don't drink too much. <laughs> if you're like, reel it in a little bit. Is it just because you think Not they're saying like, it's like, like lockdown drinking has gone up? Yeah, they, they said it's, it's astronomical. Wow. That it's through the roof that they're having. And this is another thing that's happening. They're having a lot of emergency room too much drinking oh stuff. no oh, yeah. that's not good yeah. that's not good that's a right lot a, of alcohol right yeah right across the country brutal and well, i mean i've been sober sally over here so i'm missing out <laughs> yeah. i've been i've been sober cindy you know but i mean <laughs> i i do that all the time anyway but just a word of caution uh the hospital visits are getting more of alcohol related things so we're talking car stuff duis are up Ugh. And you um, never want to get too drunk on a date. I always remember like the, the dates where somebody <laughs> would get too drunk and you're like, oh, no, this is going to be terrible. And like, you know, I've gotten too drunk on, on a date before. Okay, tell me, walk get- me, walk me through one of those dates. Don't name names, but I want to know wh- how, how old you were and what happened. I think these were like university years. Okay. And you would go out on a date with someone with what little money you had. And because everybody was like binge drinking for sport back then, you got carried away and had, you know, one too many martinis and you thought maybe we're going to have a nice night and you end up like not remembering the last portion of the last bar you were at. And then the worst would be if you wake up the next day and I'm like, what did we talk about? Like that's that I hate that feeling of like not entirely sure where the conversation went. I'm like, (sighs) did I, and like, I have a very dark sense of humor that I would like to probably slowly introduce to people. And so I'm like, did I say something really terrible to this person? Like, and then you're like, do I text them or the whole thing? It's just very, it complicates things. That's not knowing what you did. I hate it. Oh, the worst. It's awful. And have, and if you're an anxious person, my brain will naturally tell me first and foremost that you've definitely screwed something up and offended someone even if I haven't it's just like it's my go-to so that's when you're like okay you really got to keep it you got to on your dates keep it under control like you you don't don't go crazy on the wine oh god don't even drink on a date here's my pet peeve for movie scenes movies always mislead people so much with a what making out looks like Mm -hmm. yes trust me Mm -hmm. you're not picked up in the middle of a room and sat on a kitchen counter on a regular basis (laughs) no and uh, it, it just, so anyone that's out there, first timers, I don't know, I'm talking about this. Don't worry about the logistics of what that looks like in the movies, because they, what we talked about, which Bridgerton a few yeah. weeks ago was that they have love scene choreographers. Anyways, my pet peeve in the movies is this scene. And we've all seen it a million times. Montage of the night before, you know, dancing, the partying, blah, blah, blah. Cut to two people in bed. Trail of clothes, the camera follows the shoes off, the nylons, yep. the drinks, and, and then the two people lying together. And somebody, you know, eventually wakes up and turns over. They're not worried about morning breath at all, which at this point could be quite hideous. And they're like, did we or didn't we? 
like, oh. I know that scene. Did I? Did you? Yeah. Did we? You're like, you know you did, or you will still be in the same friggin' room. Give me a break. Did we? I don't. I can't. I just, oh. I've got to go. And then the alarm goes off. Yeah. I'm late for the wedding. Or the alarm goes off. I've got to get to work. Writers of every description everywhere in the world, please heed our calls. Do this not write that me, scene. This brings me to <laughs> one of my favorite questions. Do you guys have a favorite or favorite romantic movie, like a rom-com, like that you would actually watch and enjoy? I'm going to have to go with Love Actually. It's the yeah. stupidest premise. <laughs> the prime minister's not going to go knock on a whole bunch of doors. Like, I don't know. I, I love Love Actually, but I also loved, and this is a stretch, but hear me out, The Color Purple of Whoopi oh. Goldberg coming into her own. She, uh, Danny Glover, who plays the domineering husband um, that basically just decides that this 13-year-old child's going to be his daughter. Um, it's an Alice Walker. It's based on an Alice Walker book. If you haven't seen The Color Purple in years and years, go get it. It stands up beautifully well. It's absolutely, it's absolutely brilliant. But anyway, that that to me is a, a, an unbelievable romantic love story. She's reunited with her sister um, after like 50 years of them being separated. I don't know. Those scenes, I, I just, what about you guys? I like Jerry Maguire. Is that a rom-com? Yeah, yes. that is. Okay. I love I love that movie. That's you a had good one. me at hello. I know. Yeah. I like that one a lot. I really I'm always a bit of a sucker. Can you can you listen. save that, Caitlin? Can you save okay, it yeah. as soon as we come yeah. back? We're gonna because I want Caitlin to have the full meal deal. You're listening to the Jan Arden show <laughs> with Caitlin and Adam. We're talking rom coms. We'll be right back. So, Caitlin, romantic movies, what was your choice? Because we cut you off. We had to go to break and sell some. Well, we didn't sell anything because we don't have any sponsor. But we would be selling Starbucks coffee coffee if we had a sponsor. We would be selling the A&W Beyond Meat Burger if we had a sponsor. We would be Mm. selling, like, vegan cheese. They could be our Valentine. (laughs) (laughs) So, romantic movies. Off the top of my head, I've always really, like, I had fond memories growing up of Sleepless in Seattle. I really like that movie. I like that movie. The kid. The kid was great. Jonah. Um, Jonah. I thought Tom Hanks was really good in it. I just loved it. I thought that was really, really sweet. Um, A movie that's not exactly a romantic comedy per se, but I think was very romantic in ways, is um, Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, yes. Yeah. There's two... Those two kids that go like in search of life. Basically. Yeah. It's, it's from Wes Anderson. Who's, who's probably one of my favorite directors and it's just a beautiful little movie and they're two kids in love and they run away together and it's really, really sweet. And this year, uh, a kind of dark romantic comedy, a weird one that I got such a kick out of was Palm Springs with Andy Samberg. And it was just nominated for some golden globes. Not seen it. Okay, we gotta we gotta get on that. It's a good one. I liked it. Um, the premise is wild, but I I thought it was just something brand new and fresh, and I needed new content this year. So that's my 2020, 21 pick. And Adam, you know you 
when I mentioned the, the Princess Bride, you just about went through the roof. Yeah, we were talking about it during the break. I love, love, love that movie, Princess Bride. Mm -hmm. I've seen that movie so many times. That is such a classic. I love that movie. He didn't fall? Inconceivable. You keep using the horde. I don't think it means what you think it means. Well, I mean, it stands up pretty good too. I feel like every time it's on, I watch that. And every time Never Ending Story comes on, <gasps> I watch oh, that. I love uh, that movie I, too. I can't help myself. I'm like, Jan, for the love of God. I just thought, I don't know who did that. I don't know anything about the director. I don't know who wrote that movie. But the Never Ending Story, I think will haunt me in a good way to the day I die. It's one of those movies that really defined my childhood. Like yeah. it made me feel very uplifted and really special to watch that movie when I was a teenager. Like I was probably 13 or 14 when that movie came out. Yeah, it's aged really well. Like if it's on, I honestly can't take myself away from it. And same with another rom-com I thought of just now, Notting Hill. Did oh. you guys like that one? It's so good, and it's, it's so really good. What happened to those character-driven movies? That the nineties were a real era for. Uh, I don't know. It, it just was a, a magnificent era for those kinds of movies. And I guess yeah. what's, what's his name was in all of them. Four Weddings and a Funeral is another one. Yep, that's Hugh Grant. Uh, yeah, it's Hugh Grant. He was just yeah. like he led the way, and now he's in yeah. some really dark stuff. Hugh. Um, he was just in with Nicole Kidman. The Undoing. In, the Undoing is so. That is something else. I'm it's not. A we very can't good say. Show. We can't say one thing about it. No. Watch no. The Undoing. Is if you good? haven't already, it's it's excellent. Oh my God, Adam, you have to watch. Do you have Crave? I have it all. <laughs> all okay, the so yeah, services. treat yourself to this, and then take a little breather, and then watch Your Honor. Oh, I am watching Your Honor. That show is bananas. <laughs> I am okay. caught up as of yesterday. Your Honor okay. is fantastic. Okay, if you like Your Honor, you're gonna love The Undoing. Okay, I have I'll to check wait. It do out. I do I need to watch Your Honor? Yeah, I, like oh, right yes, now. Oh yes, Jan, big time. Like, yes. As okay. Soon as we get off the oh, Zoom call. <laughs> yeah. I just want to tell people what where Valentine's Day came from because yes, it please. was a question that I got asked a lot before we went into going the show. My friend was just like, "Can you please?" Tell us what the F it is. Okay. The holiday, the origins are Roman. So it, like, isn't everything. It was a festival called Lupercalia. Oh. And it was held in mid-February. And it was a festival which brought the whole city together, celebrated the coming of spring. Oh. I can get behind that. I can get yeah. behind the, you know. So what does spring mean? Fertility rates. Of course, it's on the women to, if you have a reason to, somehow procreate let's let's make a festival out of it it has the day hasn't changed much i'm sure every guy that goes on a valentine's dinner and has you know we'll have a half liter of your house orange liqueur please i mean they're <laughs> really hoping for a good outcome um and pairing off you guys are gonna die with this pairing oh, no. off women with men by a lottery it's almost what? like a key party not kidding you. This was part of Lupercalia. That's not good. At the end of the fifth century, so not that long ago, 700, yeah. well, 1200 years ago, whatever. I can't do math. 1500 <laughs> years ago. 1600 years ago, that's my final offer. <laughs> the Pope at the time replaced Lupercalia with Valentine's Day. 
and it came to change out the, the pairing people together through a lottery, which probably was horrifying. Can you imagine the 80 year olds getting like a, hi, I'm 14 and your neighbor, your 90 year old neighbor gets you. Um, <laughs> he wanted it to be a day about romance. And that's kind of what it's been since, since then. That's a that's a nice upgrade. So whatever whoever that pope is, thank you for that. Because if this was still some sort of like like bingo of hooking up, I don't think I would be too pleased. I, this no. is again when I return to if we had to go too far back in time, I would just be a nun. I would just be like, forget it. <laughs> well, um, there's there's different sort of myth mythology behind where Valentine the word came from mm-hmm. I thought it was it a sounds, saint wasn't there a saint Valentine well, there ha- there has been Valentines but that according to what I'm reading here in this Encyclopedia Britannica who could sponsor <laughs> us easily um they can fact check us there were several Christian martyrs named Valentine So the day may have taken its name from a priest who was martyred about 270 CE by Emperor Claudius. According to legend, the priest signed a letter from your Valentine to his jailer's daughter, whom he had befriended. And by some accounts, she healed him from blindness. What in the world? Other accounts hold that it was St. Valentine of Turney for whom the holiday was named, though it is possible the two saints were actually the same person. Can we just all recognize that we don't actually know anything about the past uh, when we go far back enough? We have no idea. It's anyone's best guess. The we, will nev- we will never know. Enjoy your cinnamon hearts. <laughs> yes. Oh, I do like a cinnamon heart. I kind of do too. I do like a cinnamon Those heart. Those can stay. Do you guys um, remember having like a really terrible date? This always inevitably comes up because I work in radio every year around Valentine's Day where everyone shares their like worst date story ever. Like embarrassing. I I've told you my date story. Jim, um, his name is Jim. Uh, he was two years older than me. I think I was 18. He was 20. Went to, he, he, we, he took me to a movie, uh, picked me up in his camper. So my dad was, had his fist kind of waving at Jim and I'm sure he was, my dad was half drunk. So when, when a boy <laughs> picks you up in a camper, it's not the greatest sign in the world. Uh, we went to a movie, we, um, we were parking and his camper got jammed <clears throat> between, the, it was like too high. Oh no. And he was panicked and oh yeah. And for the other thing is that he had just come from having his molars out and he insisted oh, on, my gosh. on the date. I'm not kidding you, oh. not kidding you. So he had cotton, his breath was really weird. Mar- he was nervous. Oh, that is a bad story. Um, yeah. <laughs> It is a bad story. So I got out because my dad taught me and I let air out of his tires so that it dropped the height of the camper a little bit so that we could drive, so we could get out. You saved the day. Yeah, that was my day. And it went on from there. It just went on from there. Um, He had to like take the cotton out of his mouth and he put it in the (sighs) empty popcorn uh, box. And No, he did not. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, that was that was the worst and the best. I think of him fondly, and I think Jim is no longer with us. I think he oh. passed away a few years ago. R.I.P. Jim. Great story value. <laughs> I mean, that's it, though. That's the worst. Just great story value, I think. I tweeted that once in a thread, and people came back with the most heinous dating stories. Adam, what's your story? I, I honestly, I don't have any horror stories. I really don't. Oh, well, that's sure. nice. I know. I'm boring. I don't have any good stories. Well, you've never been out with me, so that's where... (laughs) (laughs) 
I went to a guy's um, apartment. I was, I'm trying to remember if it was his apartment or his dorm room. It was definitely, again, university era. And I went back there for the first ever time. Oh, it was an mm-hmm. apartment. It was an apartment. Oh, and um, I'm feeling and, for you already. Yeah. So you walk in and I th- I'm like, okay, like nice enough looking apartment. And I like liked this guy. And then I've had a few of these stories where I go back to their place and assess and it doesn't go well. But he had this poster on his wall. And it was a bunch of Disney characters. And I was like, well, this isn't one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> so I, I asked about the Disney poster that he had on his wall. And he proceeded to turn on a black light. And when the black light gets turned on, all the Disney characters are engaging in various sex acts. Oh, <laughs> Caitlin. The, I, Disney, did, did Disney sue him? I don't know, but I could not have gotten out of there fast enough. It was the fastest I've ever fled from a date in my entire life. It was crazy. So was was Buddy thinking that this is going to put you over the edge as far as arousal goes? Like, what I, is the... Di- I, he thought, like, I think he thought it was funny. And I when I broke it down and I was like, no, 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 wait. You went out and you bought this. And then you framed it. And then you hung it up. And then you <laughs> bought a blacklight. There are steps involved here. You have something going on. It's for a team of scientists in Switzerland. Like, not for me. I don't want to find out about this. That's weird. Get it. It's so weird. I, you know what? Just so everybody knows, there is no normal. Everything that you're thinking and doing, and, <laughs> you know, within, you know, if, as long as it's the other person is okay with whatever you're going to do. And if you yep. want black light posters and you think that's awesome. Anyway, that's the end of our show. I hope you've enjoyed our enlight our enlightenment our enlightenment. Enlightened. Our, our, <laughs> our I don't even know that's what I'm it. saying. I hope you've enjoyed this light that we've shone on. How about that? On Valentine's Great. Day. And how wonderful it is. We hope you guys stay safe. We want you to know that we appreciate you listening to us. Hit the subscribe button and that way we just pop up in your phone every week without you having to worry about missing us. Caitlin Green is going to be going on a bit of a mat leave, I would imagine, but she's going to be with us. Yeah, Adam and I'm Lang, hanging in. Yeah, we're going to have, we're going to have special Great. guests and we will have a free egg salad sandwich to every one millionth listener that mm. we have. Great. I Perfect. make good egg salad. <laughs> You've been listening to the Jan Arden Show. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Happy Valentine's Day. Toodly do. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.